hard week in the Wales camp after last weekend, but a chance to bounce back this weekend. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Josh McLeod winning his first cap. Captain Justin Tipperick and how he's tried to lift the squad. But we'll start with Wales coach Wayne Pivak. A hard week, of course. Plenty of analysis from all corners, of course. But his job is to get the players focused on a better performance this week. Something which has happened a few times during his period in charge. One of those players will be Joe Hawkins, star of the recent under-20s campaigns, getting his first cap in midfield. Look, he's um, been with us now for the entire camp. He's had five weeks of training, so very good in training. Uh, he's a confident young man, a good skill set, uh, and he's got uh, physical attributes, I think, which uh, lend to him doing well at this level of the game. So, look, he's really, really excited and uh, just uh, jumping at the opportunity. He's disappointed he didn't get an opportunity last week. But, you know, as we say, seven days is a long time in this sport and he gets that, uh, that opportunity. You've got a lot of experience coming back in as well with Lee Hunt, Penny and Wynne Jones, Lupe Fanatau playing his 100th international. What sort of effect are you hoping to get from those? Look, uh, all three that you've mentioned have, have vast experience, obviously. They bring a lot to the team in their, in their individual performances. Uh, but also uh, leadership in the, in the case of Al is, is massive. As we know, he's been the captain for a long, long time, up until recent uh, times. And uh, that will be something that we look to utilise throughout the 80 minutes ahead of us. You say seven days is a long time in rugby. Uh, what have the days since Saturday been like within the squad in terms of the atmosphere? Yeah, Monday was... Um, uh, as you would expect, I think, uh, most people would, uh, would understand that it was going to be a day where nobody really enjoys coming to work. But it was a very, very dark afternoon on, on Saturday. We know that, we acknowledge that, uh, but then it's about being professional and, and going through the, the performance, looking at the week that we had leading into that game after the Argentinian performance and looking at what we need to get right for this week. You can't dwell on it for too long. It's a matter of looking at how we performed or where we didn't perform, um, have those discussions and then move forward and... Uh, I have to say Tuesday and again today have been some of our best trainings uh, in this particular camp. Are Australia in a, a similar desperate position to yourselves in terms of the result with um, three defeats on the bounce, uh, nine I think this year and uh, loads of players out injured? Yeah, very similar in a lot of ways. It's the end of their season, they'll be desperate to finish on a high and don't forget we played each other in the last match last year and I know Dave and, and his side were very disappointed to lose that match at the death. So they'll come uh, regardless of what side that goes out there with one aim and that it will be to come away with a victory. We're both going there to get the same result and one team will. Is this your most difficult moment as a, a professional coach and if so, how are you facing up to it? Yeah, look, for, for me... Um, it's very, very disappointing to be in this position as a head coach. Responsibility lies with me in terms of a lot of the decision-making that goes on, and, and uh, I don't shy away from that. But what we do do is look at what we can control, and that is each day that we come in this week, making sure we maximise our opportunity to uh, get the team in the shape they need to be mentally and physically to do well this Saturday. And that's certainly been the focus of everybody in the management and the players uh, have fronted up very, very well, uh, been very honest in, in reviews, and then uh, have gone out and been very physical in training and been very disciplined and uh, you know, brought a very good attitude to the week to date. There's always the big picture in the background. Um, 
you know, Martin Williams has been in France the first few days of this week. Things go on. You know, there's been a big uh, conference up in London the last couple of days for the, the CEOs and, and coaches that obviously aren't involved in matches this week. So, yeah, things go on. Rugby World Cup planning is there in the background, and we're off to France on Sunday. So, yeah, nothing changes in that respect. It'd be nice to head off on the back of a win, and that's down to the players on Saturday, led by captain Justin Tipperick. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Just to describe what the mood's been like in camp this week and just what you as captain maybe have been trying to do and trying to achieve. Probably like, as you'd imagine, it's been disappointing as in uh, you can see boys are hurting, especially first couple of days. And the big job is to obviously change that focus to Australia, even now. Coming back here and probably speaking about it, it still hurts as many sleepless nights. You know, we don't go out there to play bad. We all love playing for our country. We all, you know, want to play well as we can. And uh, yeah, it was one of them performances that you're never going to forget in your life, unfortunately. You'll have seen or heard of the pressure on the coaches. As players, does that stuff get through to you and what do you feel about it? Not so much me, only because probably I'm a bit old school and not on social media and all that side of it. Um, try not to read it as much. As players, we have a well. As a player, uh, my job is to perform on the field and try and make sure that, especially as captains, well, that we focus on the main goal, which is winning rugby games and trying to build a team as we do it. Joe Hawkins coming into the team. I'm not sure you're quite old enough to play with his dad or uncle, but he's certainly a new generation and someone you all have seen come through the ranks of the Ospreys. Yeah, exactly. Um, Another Swansea Valley boy, so that's always a good thing as well. And yeah, he's, he's a good kid. He's had big reps from a young age and he's delivering on it. It's crazy how young he still is, no, even he's been around the environment of us at the Ospreys for a long time. And yeah, he's, he's looking forward to the weekend and he deserves everything he gets. People are talking about this as a must-win game. That's a hell of a game to win your first captain. Yeah, no, I know. It's, um, it's big, probably a little bit of a weird week for him to come in, but it's one of them. He's, he's going to look at it. He's probably looked at all his life wanting to play for Wales and he's got the opportunity and yeah he's got some good players around him as well it's not bad obviously with Gareth inside you and George outside you um, it's not bad experience there that's for sure for him to lean on to and is it important that they're Osprey's colleagues as well that it's not just their experience but they play together a fair bit I'd imagine it helped knowing each other inside out probably a bit more than than you would to someone you're not playing with week in week out and He's probably a bit more comfortable to ask him certain questions and the boys will know what Joe can do a bit better as well then. You talk about having experienced players around you as captains, so 350-odd caps with Alan Wynne-Jones, Lee Harpenny, Talupe Falatau. Coming back into the team, what can they bring? Um, exactly. As you said, obviously, they've been there, done it. They've been in these type of environments as well where we know that we want to finish the campaign on a win um, after some poor results and it's one of them that they will put that right really and uh, especially someone like Ali will lead by example charging around and obviously Toby's Toby and just does what he does and uh, and Lee obviously the same goes about doing their business well. Alan Wynn hasn't been involved in, in the game so far, has that changed his approach at all or is it as though he's never away? Yeah, no, no exactly, Al's been Al the whole time, even when he's playing or not playing he's just great around the place, great helping as well and whatever he does, he does 100% as you can imagine. And what about the Australians because they're missing a lot of players, they've had some bad results, they're under a lot of pressure, sort of a 
familiar theme to it. You have to know quite a lot about Australian rugby to know a few of their players. What can you tell us about them? Well, especially, the well, obviously, the back row, like the back row. And for me, obviously, uh, the seven, Fraser, he, he was the form player in Super Rugby. So it's not like they're losing any strength there because... Um, when you watch the Super Rugby that was, he was one of the best players in the whole tournament. We do lose players, but you become tight as a group as well, so we're not taking our eye off the ball. Um, and they've got a few exciting players that have come in for those experienced players that they've lost. Just as you've been around the squad for a few years, um, is there anything in your experience that you've been able to draw on to say, look, we've been in this sort of situation before and go around it? No, I, I think like, obviously being a rugby player, um, as soon as you have a bad result, everyone just hits this massive panic button. When that happens, it sometimes can get a lot worse. And it's one of them things you've got to look deeper into it and bit by bit you have to build it back up because, as you imagine, confidence does go and uh, rugby's a big part of confidence. And hopefully you know, we, we have talked through things this week and it is a lot down to action now. There have been highs this year with the, uh, the South African results. A title win under Wayne P. Vac, but it must be frustrating for the squad that they can't produce results as consistently as, as that. Yeah, no, you're spot on. There has been the last year, really, the consistency of it for us to be contenders, should we say, for the World Cup. You have to have that consistency or to be up there with the best teams in the world. It is all about consistency and Unfortunately, we we're not we haven't quite nailed that at the moment. But yeah, it's one of those things we know we're not perfect and we know we've got a lot to improve on and a lot to work on as individuals and as a team. Wayne Pivak obviously said a lot of the decisions are his responsibility, but do you feel responsibility as players when people are talking about the coach possibly being replaced if things go wrong? Of course, of course. Um, it's our job to perform out there and and put things into place for us to, to come away um, with a win and you never take it for granted either when you have your opportunity to play for Wales and the last thing you want to do is play bad for your country, it's one of those things that you, you're one of those kids that watches when you're younger, you want Wales to do well, you want them to play well and you're part of that and we don't go out there to try and play bad, we want to go out there and give uh, people entertainment value and, and make sure we have a W as well if possible. And a word about Tolope Falatama's 100th international, including his uh, Lions caps. What's he been like to uh, play alongside over the last decade? So much you could say about him, really. Just off the field, what he does is, is crazy, really. And um, no, he's just a, he's a legend of the game. And he, had, you know, he's up there, if not the great number eight Welsh player or the best Welsh player we've we've had in time, basically. So. Um, yeah, but I think the best thing about it with Toby, he just goes under the radar and that's the best way he likes and it just shows how much of a team player he actually is. Despite the defeat to Georgia, it was still a good day for back rower Josh McLeod. After a couple of false starts, he earned his first cap for Wales. Getting on the field was the first requirement. Getting over the ball early on to win a penalty meant he could settle into his first international appearance. He described his emotions last week and going further back. Yeah, it's probably been a pretty tough two years or you know, since the last call-up, but uh, I was just glad to get that monkey off my back, I'll be honest. It was um, it was very nice. You know, I had all the family there, so it was, um, despite the result, it was, it was a nice occasion, personally. 
I mean, let's go back. You're named in the side. You of all people know that's not the end of it. What was your approach from that point on? Uh, stay fit as best as I could. <laughs> yeah, I've probably changed my uh, my routine a little bit. A bit more recovery, a bit less weights, and trying to be out on the out on the training park as as much as I can, because I find that builds a little bit of resilience to all these niggles and stuff. So uh, that was probably my plan, and it, luckily it's worked. At what point do you go, yeah, I've made it? When you arrive at the ground, when you get through the warm-up? Oh, I still had to get through the warm-up. <laughs> yeah, I still had to get through the warm-up. There's still, there's still a, few, um, a few bumps to take in a warm-up, a few sprints, but um, I think once, once the jersey was on and the anthem jacket was on, that was, that was the moment where I thought, yeah, we're ready to go. The anthem was the moment you could relax. <laughs> I'm not sure about relax. I haven't sung it since... Uh, 20s, I think. So, yeah, being the first cap and that was remembering the words was the most important part of that. And then you get into the game, it's all right, first turnover, something like that, right now I'm properly here. Yeah. How did you feel in the match? Yeah, I think I was over the ball first couple of minutes. We've obviously got that penalty for um, one of the boys not rolling. Um, so that that sort of threw me a little bit, but I thought, you know what, we'll reset and, and have another dabble at it. And, you know, luckily the ref went my way in the next one and. I think there was another one in the second half, but yeah, that's that's the good part of the game. <laughs> and there were less good parts of the game, weren't there? I mean, you came off before the end, but did you have a feeling while you were on the pitch that we should be doing a bit more with the opportunities we got here? Was it a building frustration, maybe? At points, we're probably our own worst enemy, um, but uh, certainly in that first half, I felt we probably left a few out there. Um, and then the second half, we'd... We struggled with our starters. We probably just couldn't get going in that sense, really. So we struggled to build any form, you know, any form of pressure, any possession um, against them. But yeah, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Just give us a picture of what it was like afterwards. Was it screaming, shouting? Was it calm reflection? Was it analysis? What was the way it was handled? Oh, look, I think as a squad, we were massively disappointed and frustrated. With the result as a, on a whole, but you know, as as Toby mentioned after the game, we are going to stick as one management players staff. We've got a name this week, and that's where all of our focus has shifted now. So we've put to bed Georgia and obviously the disappointment of that, and move forward with this week now with a positive attitude. Everyone says they're looking for a reaction. What does that mean in practical terms? How how do you bring a reaction to the table? Uh, naturally, everyone says that. Everyone says there's going to be a form of reaction after a defeat like that. But look, we're just doing the basics well this week as players and building throughout the week slowly. And come Saturday, I'm sure whoever takes the field will be ready. And you got your first cap. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone was really pleased for you. You want your second cap probably for a couple of reasons. One, just to get it. Two, maybe to to try and erase some of the memories of your first cap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It would be it would obviously be a be a huge honor, you know, to build on the first cap, but uh we'll see now, we'll see. What do you make of Australia because they'll be missing a few players as well. You'll be missing a few players. There's got to be a reaction, there'll be a lot of pressure on you to get a win. Yeah. Um we're missing a few, they're missing a few, but it's international rugby and at this level everyone can step up and and fill the jersey so you know, our focus doesn't change and the way we'll go about the game doesn't change. So I think whoever's in, whoever's out, I think that's irrelevant.
Josh, after you picked up that injury February 2021 and you got to come off the train, how did you cope? Um, I, I had a strong support system around me. Very good family members, my girlfriend and now my little one. I had everyone there to support me, so, and from a personal point of view, I knew I had it in me to come back, and it was just that self-belief that kept driving me every day, even at the toughest of times. My partner at the time probably told me that there was a reason why I didn't get onto the pitch last time, and that was because the little one was going to be there for the first time, um, so having her there was made it all you know that little bit more special and obviously my parents I had an uncle fly over from from Switzerland so we had we had the whole gang there I think my grandmother watched her first game of rugby in oof, probably since my debut with the scarlets in 2016 so yeah it was it was it was really nice to have to have that lot there so that's it for this week plenty to reflect on next week in the Welsh rugby union podcast Let's hope for a positive weekend. But until then, goodbye.